spirit. It's everywhere. Are we able to communicate with them? What can they teach us? Welcome to School Through Spirit. Host Diet Renee is a certified psychic medium and master teacher of psychic and mediumship development through LWISSD. Diet was born knowing spirit and now is here to help you better understand the spirit world. Now, your host of School Through Spirit, Diet Renee. Good morning and welcome to School Through Spirit. I am your guest host, Charlie Lynn. I am sitting in for the amazing day at Renee while she's out having some fun. So here we are on WLTKDB Let's Talk Radio. And honestly, I am so excited that Dayette asked me to be here. For those of you who may be new to School Through Spirit each week, usually you are met here by Dayette. Um, and she has different guests that come in, they talk about their journey, they explore different topics broad topics. So it's it's not always the same thing. She talks to people from all different modalities of spirituality and people who have found spirit has really impacted their life. So just like each week, we will start the show with some discussion on spirit-led topics. And I really hope they give me a good topic. Um, and then we will be joined by our intriguing guest, Barnaby Jones of Wisconsin Caps. And just like normal then, after we sit and we get to talk to Barnaby, we will end the show with a short inspirational reading for your week. So if you're still with me, if you haven't decided to leave, let's kind of get this Monday morning started. So I, I'm very nervous. So you guys will all just kind of have to bear with me. Um, but it is really kind of sitting down. And after I moved past panicking that I found out I was going to be guest hosting today, I was really sitting and just trying to connect. What does spirit want us to share with people? What do they want me to bring in to sit here and talk to you for 30 minutes about that? In in my hope is going to reach out, touch you, give you some kind of motivation to look into different different things, different ideas, different perspectives. So for me, it was really about taking time for self. And for those of you that were here last week on Day at Show, it was kind of my, hey, here's my face, here's Charlie type radio thing. And, and I went from that to doing that show to a few days later talking to Dayette about, hey, you should really consider getting some guest speakers for when you're busy and, and traveling as things start picking up because she's all over the place. And Spirit's like, yeah, you should tell her that. And I did. And here I am. And what's kind of funny, though, and, and why I'm bringing this in as taking time for yourself is because I, I've really been working behind the scenes with my abilities and my education. And it was about letting go of things, looking at my goals and taking time for my goals. And I realized Monday last week after I had sat down with Dayette and, and had the opportunity to talk to her things really just kind of started rolling and, and were perpetuated for me. And so it, I wanted to, to show you how stepping out of your comfort zone, you know, and, and still being totally not in my comfort zone, sitting here talking to you guys, that spirit has a purpose. They have a purpose for keeping us mindful, for bringing us into 
this space and why? Why are we doing what we're doing at this time? Where are we trying to go? Where are we going along our journey? And there's a lot of steps in there. There was almost 38 years of steps for me to get right here into the spot of not being comfortable. But also not being comfortable does not mean that we are not in alignment with where we need to be. And I feel like sometimes people, we look at that and we say, oh, well, I'm uncomfortable. Maybe I shouldn't do that. Or maybe you're uncomfortable because you're moving into a different energy. You're moving into changing, you know, and a lot of times they bring up the butterfly. I'm sure going through a transformation from being a caterpillar into a butterfly is probably not very comfortable. I mean, think about it. Think about how their skin processes to become in, into alignment. So when you're, you know, we're sitting down and meditating, praying, connecting with our higher self, connecting with spirit, and we're looking at our journey and trying to figure out how do we take time for ourselves? How do we bring this in? And it's hard. I mean, I'm a mom. My kids do sports. You know, before um, January, really, I was always working full time outside of the home. And it took a lot for me to get to the point to let go of that, to move into working with my abilities on a full time basis. And, and so what are all those steps? Well, first it was taking the time, even just five minutes, five minutes to sit down with myself. And, you know, everybody thinks if you're taking time for yourself, you have to start out with these big grand things, you know, cruises or I don't know, whatever, a whole slot of time. And really you don't really just start with small steps. Start with five minutes, five minutes of sitting down, doing a guided meditation, just sitting journaling, coloring, drawing, whatever it is to start distracting the daily part of our brain and move into mindfulness, connecting with where you're at, connecting with how you're feeling. And what you're going to see is as you start taking that time to connect with yourself, that you're going to be able to start separating and identifying your needs. So instead of getting up and just being like, oh, I am so tired. I am exhausted. And a lot of people, I mean, there's times I wake up tired and okay, well, why? And, and if we look at it just from the level that we're at, we might say, oh, I'm just tired because I didn't get enough sleep or maybe I didn't eat great. And, and that's why I'm not sleeping. And that all does truly come into play. What we're feeding our mind, what we're feeding our body, our physical activity. But that alone and is not going to fix the issue. You know, using those little steps to help build on everything else will help, but just not that alone. And so when you sit down and, okay, maybe, maybe I didn't eat great. Maybe I didn't get a lot of a sleep. But then look at that need on a deeper level tired. What does it mean? And I'm just going to use tired as an example. And for me, why? Why am I so tired? And then I started realizing that it wasn't so much a physical tired. For me, it was a spiritual tired. It was a tired of being who society wanted me to be, living and doing things 
and, and holding a career that society normally would find acceptable. But I was so bored. I was so unfulfilled. I, I wasn't getting what my, my soul and my non-physical self needed. And so how do you start fostering in those things? How do you start identifying those things? And like I said, a lot of it is, is starting to take that time for yourself. But also a lot of it is where, you know, where do you want to be? How do you get in alignment with it? But look at things from a different perspective. Don't look at them as just this physical body. Because like it kind of, this is how I explained to my children when they were younger, the soul is, you know, they've got remote control cars. They drive them all over the place. They love the remote control cars. And I tell them, you know, like the controller, that is what's controlling your remote control car. So the controller is your goals. You know, when you're, you're talking about a remote control car, your goal is just maybe to go to the left. But when you're looking at it at life, what are the controls? Work, home, uh, finances. All of those become the controls of our outside body. And we make decisions to reach those goals. And so once they kind of understood that, then we talked about what happens if you just keep using the controls and running that car over and over again. And the battery dies, right? Because it hasn't been recharged, because it hasn't been plugged back in. And now when I take the battery out of the car, Okay, I still have the battery, right? And then I also still have the body. They don't work. The body doesn't operate without the soul in it, just like the car doesn't operate without the battery. And the battery, it still exists. But a lot of people, you know, we put that aside because they're not together. So they're not working. But they are both their own entities. They both need their own support. The body needs its support. You know, it needs physical health. It needs food, water. The soul also needs the same thing. It needs to be plugged in. It needs to be recharged. Thank you, Pam. I am really glad that you like that analogy. And, and it really worked well with my kids and, and with other people. When we look at that, when we pull apart that we're not just looking at the physical machine and we're looking at what runs it, I think we are able to sit back and, and move out of thinking just in the physical. Because you can see, even in society, you know, they, they want the physical to look a certain way. Okay, well, you could be in great shape. You could be running. Hi, Joe. Good morning. You can be doing all of these things. But if your soul, if the needs of your soul are not met, does the body feel fulfilled? And that's where my thinking started to go. You know, I would I would look at myself in the mirror and I I would see the physical me, but I was losing connection with that spiritual me. What did the spiritual side mean to me? What did all of these things mean? And how did I move out of that physical to be in the present? And so a lot of it is, again, going back, identify your needs maybe journal, maybe just being mindful, you know, um, like I said, waking up tired, maybe, maybe you're sore. Well, why am I sore today? Sometimes we just say, oh, I'm getting older. That, that's why I'm sore. But as I've 
been on my spiritual journey, I find a lot of this soreness, it ties into other things. So yeah, it might be, you know, you're 40 and you were doing all this landscaping and all this work and your body's just sore, but it also might be physical discomfort. Where are you starting to manifest the pain and the emptiness of your soul within your physical body? Could that be your soul's way of coming in and saying, hey, we got a problem. This isn't being met for me. I need this to be fixed. I need you to look at this. And so good morning, Shelby. Thank you for watching. Just kind of pulling these things together. So once you identify your needs, how, how do you move into alignment with those? And and everybody's answer is going to be different because all of our needs are different. We're all at different levels. And that is is perfectly okay. For me, um, and, and I only use me as an example because I don't know everybody else's story. I don't know everybody else's journey. But for me, once I identified I wasn't happy in, in the job I was in, I wasn't happy in not being able to connect with people and being able to help people that I started looking at how, how do I fix this? And it's not always an overnight. It is absolutely not always an overnight solution for a lot of these things, because there's a lot of soul searching. There's a lot of growth. There's a lot of healing and self-reflection and staying present that you have to go through to really make sure that you're being true in your assessment of how you come back into alignment, making sure that you're true in how you're viewing things. So there's a lot of vulnerabilities that comes up. But once you start identifying those, and, and for me, I was like, okay, I know I'm not happy in, in this job. I'm not happy in this place that I'm currently at. How do I make changes within my life that I'm able to move forward on my journey the way I feel like I need to and fulfill my soul, but I'm not taking away from my family. I'm not holding us back financially because I decide, hey, I want to try this. And and so there was communication within my household. How do we make this work? And and I'm very thankful. I have a very supportive family. Um, and my husband has been amazing at just do this. I want you to be happy. Because I got to that point in my life where I was so miserable. I had everybody needing things from me all the time. And I could not even meet my own needs. And so once I made the decision, which was very scary, to step aside and say, okay, spirit, I'm going to trust. I'm going to give my notice at my day job, my nine to five, and I'm making a plan. This is how I'm going to move in. And so even once I enacted that part and I felt more in alignment, I was able to start having more conversations with people about my true self. I wasn't having to flip the hats and show them only what I thought they needed to see based on the group they were in or based on where they fell in my relations within the community and within society. I was able to represent a truer me. And, and being able to do that, then it, I started becoming mindful. So once I started the plan, then I became mindful of my actions, what I was doing to enact the plan, what I was doing to listen to spirit, which is really hard for me. It's real. I mean, seriously, they tricked me to get me to co-host or guest host on the show today. So 
I am not lacking in being stubborn and I am not lacking in just turning everything over and trusting spirit. That has been and still is a huge process, but I became mindful of that behavior. I became mindful of saying, I'm ready to move forward. I am ready to make these steps in my life, to start networking with these people, to start coming out, talking about my abilities and, and using them in a way in service to other people. And while my mouth would say that, I was mindful that my actions were also not in alignment all the time with what I was saying. Because I would say, yep, I want to do this. But then I'd be like, oh, spirit, I hope nobody books with me because I'm just scared of, of having you know these insecurities. What if they don't like me? What if they don't like my reading? And so while I was saying, yes, I'm open, come book with me, mentally, I was horrified. Um, even getting out there and doing events, I am a very, you guys would never guess, I'm very introverted, very introverted. And so I struggled with even going to events and getting to meet people and networking. And it is, Mary, it is so hard to trust. And so I had to move into that vulnerability because I needed to be in alignment with what I actually wanted. So I was mindful, hey, this behavior is not supporting where you say you want to go. And even, you know, when I had talked with Dayette and she's like, when are you going to put your face out there? When are you going to put your face on it? And side note, as you guys can all see, there were no torches to be had or pitchforks to this point. I made it a week. I still kind of look over my shoulder, but I made it a week. There were no pitchforks. I'm very happy. My children didn't come home crying, saying that they heard their moms like the crazy cat lady or something strange. So see, see, it's okay, people. I'm here to tell you firsthand. I survived a whole week with none of that happening. But back to being in alignment. So you, you have to... Be willing to correct your behaviors. Be willing to create, correct your mindset and identify and be honest. Be honest with yourself about, hey, you're saying this, but you're not doing it. And so you got you to pull all those things together. And I really suggest writing it down. There's great apps on your phone where you can just talk and text because this is a process. You're not in one day going to sit down and say, okay, this is my need. I need more money. I'm going to get in alignment with it and I'm going to do this, this, and this. And then you have this huge wealth right there in 24 hours. No, it's a process. So you might start out saying, all right, I really, I want to be free of debt. Free of debt is my goal. I want to start making choices that put me in alignment with that. And so now you, you've started the process. You've identified a need. You've identified a change that you want to make. You know you, you want to get in alignment with it, but now how do you do that? And so you might, you know, put out your intentions out there, but then maybe you realize, man, every day you're stopping for coffee in the morning and you're stopping for lunch every day at work instead of maybe making coffee at home or, or maybe taking a lunch and, and stuff with you. And then you'll have that moment where it'll click.
a certified spiritual life coach, animal communicator, past life regression, and a psychic medium. This is Charlie Lynn. Charlie Lynn and Chat with Charlie work with you to bring communication and understanding from spirit to those looking to gain insight. Charlie Lynn's spiritual journey has brought her to you, so take advantage and contact Charlie Lynn today. Book a reading, indulge in some Reiki work, or take the next step in your life with some spiritual life coaching. No matter, Charlie Lynn is here to help you. Search Chat with Charlie on Facebook. That's Chat with Charlie on Facebook. Hi, I'm back. I didn't break it. I swear I didn't touch any buttons but I'm back. So like I was saying, you know, one day and then snap, all of a sudden you've got, hey, wait, and you add up what you're actually spending over those five days. Maybe it's like $60. Well, oh, are those choices really in alignment with me saving money? What other options can I do? How is this, this $60, I could be applying towards this debt because I could pack my own lunch. I could make coffee at home. So really, I just, if you guys take anything out of my ramblings for the first half of this show, I hope it's just looking at yourself as, as the two separates, meeting the physical needs, meeting your spiritual needs, starting to identify the needs of each and, and paying attention to that and determining how do I how do I pull those together? How do I stay in alignment? What choices can I make to put me back on the path that I need to be? And I like it, um, Shelby, you know, the whole, a lot of people say, fake it till you make it. And in some ways, I, I agree with not necessarily faking it, but putting forth, okay, the confidence, putting forth that here, because I do feel like if you start looking at things and say, I'm confident in this, that it will pull you, pull you in and build up your confidence in it. But I don't think faking it, I think, and I know what you're saying with that, but I feel like instead of faking it, like take one thing, take that small thing. You don't have to fake that small thing and make one small, small change. And that's all going to build and become that big habit, that big goal, that big alignment that you are trying to get to. So I really do appreciate, you know, all the comments, everybody coming in and and talking to me and, and just being here, being supportive, listening, listening to my message. In a few minutes, we are going to have Barnaby Jones on. And so I hope you guys stick around to to listen to him. He's he's fantastic. Um, I'm actually kind of kind of geeking out about having him as a guest because a little side note, I am I am pretty into the paranormal and and the cryptids and the unexplained. And so I actually I had 
gone to an event specifically because I had seen that Barnaby was going to be there talking about these things. And so I thought, man, I, I really want to get down there. And I got to talk to him and, and some of um, his team. And they are amazing, amazing people, very open to like experiences and just being able to have those raw conversations about things that you need to share or want to share, or you can't really share with other people because, you know, if you have some of those experiences, it's, it's hard enough to tell somebody that you have abilities, but then to be like, Hey, I saw this and they're going to be like, all right, you lost your mind. You have abilities. Now you're seeing these other things, these UFOs or Bigfoot, whatever, whatever it might be. But it's it's really awesome to know that there is a community of people out there that are interested in these things. There's um, and I'm sure Barnaby will discuss it when he comes on great experiences of things that used to be considered cryptids. And guess what? They found them and they're real. So I think you guys are are really going to enjoy it. So I, I hope you really stick around. Um, and I, I guess I really just, again, want to tell you to please, please take some time within the next couple of days and work on your mindfulness. Okay. So I hope you are still awake, intrigued, and haven't yet bailed on me. So please stick around. We are going to take a short break. This one planned. And when we come back, Barnaby Jones will be joining us. You do not want to miss Barnaby Jones. See you in a few minutes, folks. Meet Nicole Strickland, one of the leading San Diego paranormal researchers. Nicole offers a gentle and humble approach to working with spirit energies. Being the founder of the San Diego Paranormal Research Society, Nicole is no stranger to the unknown. Due to Nicole's vast knowledge of the paranormal, she is widely sought after for speaking engagements on topics like children of the paranormal, paranormal investigation 101 and 102, history of spiritualism, and more. Not only does Nicole research the afterlife, but also writes about it, and is the author of several books pertaining to the paranormal and its history. She has appeared on television shows like My Ghost Story, Travel Channel's Famously Afraid, Good Morning San Diego, and more. Have a conference or event coming up? Contact Nicole on her website, authornicolestrickland.com. That's authornicolestrickland.com. Hi, everyone. I am so glad you came back to School Through Spirit on WLTKDB Let's Talk Radio. As a reminder, I'm your guest host, Charlie Lynn, in for Day at Renee, and we are going to be joined by Barnaby Jones in just a few minutes. He should be popping in here pretty soon. 
He is the founder and lead investigator of Cryptids, Anomalies, and the Paranormal Society. Welcome, Barnaby. I am so excited to have you here today. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm good. I was I was totally freaking out when you had said yes, short notice to come on. And <laughs> actually, I said to my son, I'm like, buddy, I said, do you remember? I said, I told you I met Barnaby from when I came down to that event. And I'm like, do you have any questions? Because he's totally, totally into all of this, too. And he's like, can I skip school? I'm like, no, you can't. (laughs) (laughs) But very, very excited. And, you know, I think most people have a general idea of of the paranormal. That's kind of something we we fairly hear pretty frequently. But I I think immediately people kind of think of ghosts and and poltergeists, but it's, it's really so much more, I think. Um, and I don't know, could you tell us a little bit about, you know, what a cryptid is, an anomaly, the paranormal things that you and your team deal with? Sure, yeah. Um, I'm the founder of Cryptids, Anomalies, and the Paranormal Society, and we wanted to uh, name it that or, or something similar because we wanted to encompass all the aspects of the unexplained and unknown. So uh, cryptids, uh, basically cryptid comes from Latin meaning hidden and um, it's basically the study of hidden animals or animals that are thought to be extinct and could possibly still be around or animals that are thought to exist that have not been discovered yet. Um, and then obviously paranormal, you have your, your ghosts, your entities, your all that stuff that encompasses that. Right. And anomalies are just anything that didn't fall into any of those categories, stuff that okay. you can't explain like ufos or whatever because yes yeah awesome i think you know for me i was kind of hooked at a really young age i was interested in everything abnormal anything that didn't fit into a box and then for me at 11 x files right so x files comes on and it it like lights up everything that i was interested in as a kid and and even though it's kind of like that that misrepresentation that kind of mainstreamed some things within, within our society. That was like where my obsession started with all of this, but what, what was it for you? Like, I'm sure everybody else is kind of wondering, like, how did you get involved with this? What made you be like, Hey, this is what I want to do. I I don't really know. I started in elementary school really. And uh, um, I was always interested in paranormal. I've done paranormal investigating like pretty much since then. And uh, I remember uh, my my big thing in elementary school was that's when the chupacabra or the um, yes. Mexican goat sucking cryptid came out. Um, and I did an entire research paper for my, <laughs> my school in right. elementary school. And that's kind of my, my first experience with it. Um, and, and that kind of snowballed. I did, like I said, paranormal investigations since then. I owned a Halloween attraction uh, haunted house. Awesome. Uh, for several years. And for three of those years, it was in a haunted building. And uh, after we closed, we, well, while we were open, um, some of my actors and stuff would experience um, a lot of activity and being touched, things moving, noises they couldn't explain, etc. So after we would close every night, we would do these investigations there um, in the building. And then uh, in 2020, um, we uh, went up to the upper Michigan and okay. met Greg Sulk and his wife at the Hyden adventure. Oh. And he led us to uh, Linda Godfrey's books on the beast of Bray road and her other yes. that she's done. 
And that led us to uh, the haunted Burlington Woods. Okay. And um, I went down there with my other friend, Derek, who's um, one of our founding members of CAPS. And um, we had our first, what I would say, Bigfoot experience. Really? A couple weeks later, we got an entire team together to go back down and um, investigate that into more depth. And that's how CAPS started. Wow, that's that's amazing. I'd, I'd like to actually... If you don't mind, hear a little bit more about your experience. I'm like, hey, that's pretty cool. And I know my son's going to be like, what do you tell you about Bigfoot? So, <laughs> um, Yeah, so the Burlington stuff you want to know about. Um, we went down there and, um, you know, whenever you go out into a new location, you don't want to go out wandering in the woods at night and, you know, just kind of poking around because you can get lost. You don't know yeah. what's in there. Obviously, there's there's creatures that may or may not exist in there. And there are also creatures that do exist in there yes. and uh, people that exist in those places that you may also not want to encounter. Um, yeah. And uh, so we went and there's this like gravel parking lot and we, we pulled in there and it was just about dusk uh, when we had gotten down there and we heard some loud rustling around in the woods uh, coming towards us and stuff. I mean, we, we were, there's a parking lot and then there's like a little hill and then the woods start okay. at the hill. Yeah. We were probably, you know, a couple hundred feet away from the wood line, but um, we heard this stuff like rustling around and coming towards us. And um, I have a, I, I had a huge like uh, vehicle flashlight. Okay. Um, and uh, we we plugged it in and we're like kind of shining along the wood line. And at one point, I got to an area where this branch was down or like kind of bent down. Oh and it yeah. Seemed- light hit it it bounced up like something oh, was that's like, awesome leaning on it and uh pulled back um a couple weeks later we got this uh group of my my friends and stuff to go back down there and like i said that's how cap started yes. and we went back to that exact area and we found about like nine inch bare human feet like naked wow human that's feet. crazy yeah um, so whatever it was in that exact spot where we had seen this, um, you know, whether it was a person or right. something else, I don't know, but you have these footprints that we actually followed back up through the woods to uh, a line of where this like uh, farmer field was back okay. there. So That's there's no awesome. or anything in the area. Right. Where anybody should have been coming in. And that is so cool. And, and I think for a lot of people too, and that's why I was so excited that you guys were down there is a lot of people have had some kind of experience with something, not always Bigfoot, not, but things that they can't explain. And especially, you know, living in, in for me, living in the Northwoods of Wisconsin, th- there's such dense woods. There's such little, I guess, touched by people that, mm-hmm. that all these, these things kind of pull in, but you guys give people a place to go to talk about these experiences, you know, where they're not, they're not ridiculed and, and I know you're always going to have have skeptics, but I, what I found really interesting when you were talking down at the event, I think it was in Eau Claire, was about things that over the years had been considered cryptids and, you know, they came through. So you want to talk a little bit about about that and the success stories of of what they found? Yeah, sure. So a lot of people, you know, like when you think of if if you think of cryptids and you know what I'm talking about and stuff, yes. think of like the main ones, you know, you got like Bigfoot and you have, you know, the Yeti and yes. um, possibly the Dogman or the Beast of Bray Road. Uh, Mothman has been considered a, mm-hmm. a cryptid, uh, Loch Ness Monster, et cetera, stuff like that. 
Um, but you don't realize that there are a lot of creatures that at one point were considered cryptids. Um, the Western lowland gorilla was a myth up until the early 1900s. Um, you have other things like the platypus. Uh, that's one of my favorite ones. Like everybody yeah. out there knows, you know, Perry the platypus yeah. from Ferb or uh, just, I mean, it's just a running joke on like a lot of TV shows, these animals now. Um, but when, when the platypus was first discovered, they thought that it was this faked taxidermied pelt that was sent back to the British museums. And they actually tried to cut the bill off of it, thinking that it was sewn on. Um, so the, the actual pelt at the museum still has like scissors marks on it. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I thought that one was really interesting too, because I had known about like the gorillas and, but when I was sitting and listening to you, because like you said, now platypuses, everybody knows about them. And I was like, that was just crazy to me that that was one that they considered a myth. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. yeah. There's a lot of creatures, anything weird, you know, because when you have these original, you know, explorers and stuff that went out, you're, you're hearing all these stories from local people. You know, right. um, uh, Carl Hagenbeck was a um, Hagenbeck and Wallace Circus. He was a big game, not hunter, but he was like a trapper. He would go out okay. and trap all the animals for these different zoos and stuff. And he was actually uh, one of the first people to write about some of these creatures because he was going out with, you know, the, the natives of Africa and stuff. And they're saying, oh, yeah, we got elephants. That's that's nothing. You should see this thing over here. Right. And um, they got what is called Mokele and Membe down in the African Congo basin. And mm -hmm. what it basically is, is a giant long neck dinosaur or a sauropod. Right. And uh, this thing is, is seen, it's heard um, down in the, the very, very remote Congo river basin. And um, it, it's huge. You know, it, it's name means uh, the one who stops the flow of rivers right. because they, they see this thing, they hear this thing and they, they've gone down there when they can get in and brought these picture books of, of other creatures like elephants, dinosaurs and stuff. And they show them to the natives and they say, well, is, is this what you saw? No, no, no. Right. That thing. And it, it's interesting that these people that are out there every day know what they're looking at. You know, if you show them an elephant and say, this is an elephant, this is what you're seeing. And they right. say, no, no, it's not. So. Yeah. it's I, And I think, you know, that is a great testament of undeveloped areas and what, what can, even the depths of the ocean, you know, that we have mm -hmm. not gotten down there and what could exist within those spaces. What do you say to, you know, people who are a little more skeptical? And I know like up here, the common thing that a lot of people will say is, well, you've got deer cams out now, you've got all this technology. Why aren't we catching this stuff? And, and that seems to kind of be most skeptics go to like, Hey, Come on, if Bigfoot was in this neighborhood, somebody out of these 30 farms with all their cameras would have got pictures. What, do, what is your take on that? Um, in my experience, there are a lot of pictures. Um, yeah. There are a lot of videos. But the problem is, is the people that are getting these trail cam pictures don't want the ridicule, don't want the attention. Right. Right. Um, you know, obviously we're talking about stuff that, you know, a lot of people claim doesn't exist. And, yeah. um, you know, when, when I go out and I, I talk to people at my, my day job and stuff and they're like, oh, you, you believe in ghosts, you go out and, and hunt that stuff. That's all, you know, bull crap, you know, and, right. and then they go, but 
I was out hunting one time and I saw this bear walking on its hind legs. Oh, oh, you saw a bear. Okay. Right, right. And vice versa. Well, now Bigfoot doesn't exist, but uh, this one time, you know, my clock flew off my, my wall in my house and, you know, I saw right. my grandma or something, you know, and it, it seems like everybody has these stories, but yeah. you have to get them out of them. Exactly. And, and going out, I mean, my my van, my car, my trailer that we travel with, all that stuff, we have stickers of Bigfoot and ghosts and everything you can imagine on the back of it. Because what that does is it says, hey, I'm weird too. Right, and right. You can tell me about this because I will listen. Yeah. And, and the, the stuff that you get into is a lot weirder than you actually know. And unless you're asking these questions, you don't you don't hear the stories. You know, right. the, I like to think of this, this whole stuff as like a tree, right? You have, you have the top branches and the leaves, and this is what people know, you know, you, yes. you like Bigfoot example. Uh, a lot of people know like big hairy ape in the woods. You'd be right. surprised how many people think there's one Bigfoot. Yes. Like yes. it's not a species. Well, right. if this thing actually is a species or if it's not, if it's an alien, if it's uh, right. an entity of any kind. It has to reproduce. There have to be more of these things. Right. And, and and then you get into the trunk of that tree. Yes. And you you get that knowledge of, okay, so there's more than just the leaves that everyone's seeing. And then for the people that, you know, spend the time and the research and read the books and, and learn that you have all the roots of all the stuff that's going on with these things that, you know, there is so much evidence, especially with Bigfoot. Yes. Um, and, and, and some of these other ones as well, you know, um, but you you have the whole root system of this tree that is the actual facts and data and and footprints and all that stuff that nobody out there understands or or even knows about unless you've deep dug into this stuff. Absolutely. And, and I think I love that analogy because it, it's so true, because I think people do. They look at it as this this broad spectrum and, and it's kind of dotted, like you said, with some leaves and branches of their knowledge. But <laughs> excuse me, I'm sorry. They haven't really gotten into the science of it, the the underneath stories of all of it. And I find, you know, and I like that you say that too. So many people have had experiences, but either I, I have kind of found that too. They either are very scientific minded, left, you know, left brained or, or however you want to say it, that they are looking to explain it away. Well, you know, mm -hmm. like the clock falling off the wall. Well, the nail was loose or, you know, this, this happening. Well, oh, it, it was my cat or, you know, and, and they just, they explain it away because I, I do think for people to sit and look at the broad spectrum of what could be here with us is scary to some people because they, mm -hmm. they don't understand it. And so it's, it's like an underlining fear, like paranormal thinking that we have all these spirits kind of commingling with us freaks people out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it, and, you know, I laugh because my, my youngest son, so I have two boys and my oldest son, he's totally, totally into all this with me. Like he'll ask me, can I go on that paranormal investigation with you? I'm like, no, you're not old enough, you know? <laughs> and then my youngest son, uh, my oldest son and I actually we were watching a show about aliens. Aliens are a big thing in, in my house. And I said something to my youngest son. He goes, they are not real. And I said, well, what do you mean? How do you know the universe is so big? I said, how can you think we're the only ones here? 
And he just shook his head. And I said, okay. I said, so you're going to tell me like Bigfoot's not real? And he says, mom, some parent just made up that story to keep their kids out of the woods. <laughs> and I said, well, I said, if you believe that, I said, do you want to take a flashlight and go walk through the woods by yourself? And he's like, well, no, <laughs> you know, and, and so it was kind of funny, but you know, and, and, and speaking of aliens, I know what I found interesting was, I forget, we were watching some show, but had talked about alien experiences and, and how there's a belief that they kind of follow through families and, and I don't know if, if, yeah. And that was the first time I had heard that. And I, I kind of stopped cause I was like, well, that's interesting. And, and, and I've had my own experience with what people call UFOs, lights, seeing something. And I, I thought about it, but then I remembered a story about my great grandmother. Um, so I'm from the East coast and, and they had, you know, like the family farm and my aunt had said, you know, the window kind of faced out into the yard. And now my Nana would not tell stories like that's just not the kind of person she was. And she had seen like a disc kind of come over and hover like over the tree line. And really nothing else went on with that other than it was there, you know, a little bit kind of hovering. There were some odd lights, but then it was just gone, like just vanished all the trees. And I remember that as a child playing in the woods, nothing would grow within this circle pattern. You know, the trees, obviously by the time I was old enough to be around, were dead and, and nothing, you know, it was dirt. The grass wouldn't grow. The trees had all died. And, after I heard that, I found I found it interesting. And I even my husband, will, hopefully he's not watching the show, but <laughs> him and I were talking about it and he had seen some things, too. And I thought, well, how interesting, you know, that could that be true? Are they following different families? Do I have abilities for some odd reason? And that's something that they're tracking. So have you heard similar stories or experiences with alien or UFO type encounters with people? I have not personally. We're actually, it's funny that you bring this up. We're actually working on uh, our show for um, next year. We're doing an episode on UFOs in Wisconsin. Awesome. And, and we're doing a lot of this summer and this year, and uh, we're, we're doing some public events and stuff with that as well. Um, that'll be on our, our Facebook and YouTube if anybody's interested in coming out. But um, yeah, I've been doing a lot of research into that. And it, you're right. You do hear um, stuff about this following in certain bloodlines or, yeah. or family trees and stuff like that. And um, one of the reasons that they think that is because of um, you, you have alien DNA in you. Okay, I've heard that. And maybe it explains yeah. why I'm a little strange. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Um, <laughs> I don't know if, if that's, you know, um, there are certain parts of the human uh, genome or DNA sequence and stuff that aren't fit quite right. right. Um, and, and this is just um, theory, hypothesis, stuff like that, that, that I've been digging into recently. But um, supposedly, if you look back all the way into, uh, you know, ancient Sumerians, which is the first texts that's out there, right. um, have 
you have the Anakian story and um, the um, uh, tale of Gilgamesh and stuff. And these stories, um, they, they, the, the theory out there is that these race of aliens basically came to Earth because they needed certain minerals for their uh, space travel or their okay. planet. And they brought this race, like like a slave race, down to Earth to mine them for them. Okay. And the slave race revolted, and they needed to create a new slave race because they basically pulled all the slaves off. Yeah. So what they did was they supposedly took all the, the native animals and stuff that were on Earth, and they uh, genetically hybrid them with their own DNA. Okay. So that's where that's you, you know, possibly get, you know, the dog man entity because you have right. a half human or a right. half humanoid uh, creature and a, a dog. You have, you know, the, the Bigfoot, which is why, you know, you, you have Bigfoot and then partial human DNA or uh, I'm sorry, alien DNA is, right. is probably where you got us. Yes. And I mean, I mean, this is all theory. I mean, I don't, you know. Well, yeah. I mean, and how do you prove it? I mean, how do you go back and, and prove this is what happened? You would have to have an alien and a Bigfoot and and see right. what the mouth. Sit yeah. down with the conversation. Yeah. And it's it's interesting. As we're talking, my sister, she must be watching. So hello. But she just <laughs> sent me a text and she said that my aunt and uncle, who would have been from that same side of the family, she said also have talked about having had an experience at their house with the UFO, which I was not aware of. So I thought that was pretty cool. And just, I was like, and with you talking about, I want to kind of throw this out there, coming to Wisconsin to next year, looking at UFOs. I don't know if you have on your list to look in the Stone Lake area, but no. I I actually used to be a dispatcher for that, that county. And we would get a lot of calls for the Stone Lake area of unexplained lights, where I'd have to send out deputies to kind of go and check that area. And um, also around the reservation, there's a lot of a lot of unexplained things from, I mean, we would have Bigfoot sightings called in and, and the unexplained lights all, all within the area. So I'll have to shoot you a message off air too, and maybe give you some, some tips on that. But Definitely. yeah, a lot <laughs> goes on up here. Yeah, that would be fantastic. So what, what is, you know, we've talked a lot about the cryptids, the anomalies, paranormal. What is really your favorite thing to investigate? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Do you well, have would, one? Obviously, I would love to go down and search for the Chupacabra down in the Mexico, yes. uh, Puerto Rico area, because that, that is my favorite. Um, but uh, we don't, I've, I've done a lot of looking into uh, Wisconsin Chupacabras, and we don't, we don't have them up here right no, now. No, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I, I really do like the creature side of it. Actually, yesterday yes. I was up in Rhinelander looking for Bigfoot. Oh, uh, awesome. Um, back in March of 2020, we had a lot of reports up there. Yes. Uh, when the, the Pelican River unfroze and then the ducks and geese were coming in. Yes. Uh, we we believe that they're they're following the, the food sources, obviously. Not necessarily. Well, that makes sense. Food. Yeah. Um, and so we went up there yesterday, my team and me, to... Um, kind of check on the river and the ducks and the geese and see if they're in yet, but it, it's still frozen up yet. So it is. Been, it is. Yet, so. No, I, I know my, my husband and, and kids went ice fishing over the weekend and we still have like 30 inches and we're about an hour from Rylander. So it's still cold up yeah. here. <laughs> it's still cold up here. So when you, you talk about your team, who's all on your team? How many um, investigators do you have? We have about 10 people on the CAPS team. 
And okay. uh, recently we just started Caps Academy. Yes. And so Academy is going to be, uh, it's filming now. And uh, it's, it's basically, we, we took a bunch of people that have wanted to join the team and we thought, okay, well, we got to get everybody on the same page and we're doing yeah. these one at a time and stuff. And it just wasn't working out. Working. So we, we started Academy and what we're going to do is we're going to film the entire, like, like training of these new people and put it out on our YouTube show as awesome. Cap Academy, so that not only does our team learn and get all this information of all of our equipment, how it works and how it functions with each other, what interferes, right. um, but everybody at home watching also gets the same education and then they get better knowledge about the stuff as well. That's but awesome. We, we have uh, five members in Academy and uh, we have about 10 members on our team and each member of the team uh, tries to focus on their own area of study. And that, that way we all come together on a case. We don't look at like Bigfoot as, um, you know, a, a relic hominid or a, a species of humanoid ape. Um, right. You can also look at from the fairy lore. You can also yeah. look at from UFO lore. You can look at from the spiritual or the supernatural, the Native American lore. And, and right. each person on the team gets to focus on that area so that when we all look at one area, you see it from all aspects instead of just coming at it with one viewpoint. Yeah. And I think that's a great point too to bring in because I don't think people realize how many different, uh, I don't know if you want to call them philosophies or whatever that come in on, on different topics, whether it's aliens, you know, Bigfoot. And, and I know for me, I find very interesting, even when you look at native culture, even when you look at some of our ancestral culture, they were telling some of the same stories. It's not that, you know, aliens or Bigfoot or, or any of these other ones, I just use them because they're most known, but it's not like they just showed up in the 20th century. They've been around and, and documented in various places throughout history. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Especially um, a lot of this stuff, you can look back to, um, you know, ancient Egypt and stuff, even as far as back as that is documented on the walls, you have, you know, possible UFOs there. You also have the dogman creature, which you have Anubis um, yes. in, in the Bible and everything. You have these dog headed creatures as well. And not a lot, a lot of people realize that um, right. you have these documented stories of these things going back all the way till then. Um, Anubis went to war with uh, the king of Egypt. And his dog-headed warriors, you know, attacked. Well, people back then, I mean, obviously they were smart. They were documenting all this. Yes. They weren't stupid. You know, right. if they saw a person with the head of a dog, that's right. what they reported. You know, these they're, they're not saying they wore a war mask or something like that. Right. Um, these are what they saw. And, and it, it's interesting that you have all those different lores and, and stories from around the world, these same things being seen. Yes. Absolutely. And I, I think that's another really good point. I feel like I keep saying that, but it is, <laughs> is, you know, when you look at like society today, we are influenced by so much TV, social media and, and different images coming in. But when you look back, like at the Egyptians, it was pure recognizing of things that were coming in. It wasn't that they were seeing it and and maybe it was coming up in their imagination these were direct experiences because they didn't have these other influences mm -hmm. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, well, like I said, you know, you have you have these creatures coming from all over the world and these different um, different cultures. I mean, your your uh, Irish culture and over in Ireland believes heavily in in fairies and fae lore. Yes. Yeah. Um, the point where they will they will build their houses and their roads based on fairy trees and you know where they believe these these entities live in that because if they don't they have basically like poltergeist activity in the houses right um there's stories out there where somebody built a house and things were flying off the shelves cupboards were being opened and closed and slammed and they said oh well you you built your house on a fairy path so what they did was they actually cut the corner off that house and made it kind of at an angle and all the oh. activity stopped that's crazy. That's I've yeah. not heard that story. That is, I mean, I know you know they're really big into that, but that's a really good story. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it just yeah. Uh, you know uh, proves your point that you know these things are very believed over there and stuff. Yes. Um, and I, I find something very interesting since we're on like the the yeah stuff like that. Um, I always tell people, well, of course I believe in Bigfoot, but I don't believe in leprechauns. <laughs> And the reason being is, um, I and I, I recently found this out, um, leprechauns actually have no uh, folklore. Really? The very first origin of leprechauns was in Walt Disney. Was that is interesting. Stories. Yeah. So leprechauns have no uh, Irish folklore, and, and they've kind of adopted it and ran with it, obviously. Right. Well, yeah, but, who wouldn't? Yeah. Yeah, but there's no uh, fairy lore. There's no nothing about leprechauns it just That's started so it's more of like a, a you know an urban legend or whatever right than anything that actually was but then you can look at things like um what is what we consider like tulpas and yes. uh, a tulpa is a thought formed entity so mm -hmm. if you have enough people that believe in something and um think about it and stuff like a leprechaun that it's believed that you can manifest these tulpas or manifest that entity right. or a leprechaun. So it's possible that leprechauns exist now, but right, uh, right. It didn't originally. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. And that I was just going to ask you about that. So I'm glad you brought that up of, do you feel like people can manifest these things? Even when you're seeing, you know, like the poltergeist and, and things coming in of that, that changing energy field and, and those that that can be perpetuated by, by the environment and what people are bringing in. Yeah, that's a very good point. Um, I was talking earlier about our, our upcoming UFO stuff in that, and um, we're going to be doing CE five uh, okay. experiments. And uh, what, what CE five is, is close encounters of the fifth kind. Okay. And what that is, is, is self-induced, uh, UFO encounters. Oh. And how you do that is you go into these meditative states with a, a large group of people. So like I said, okay. we're going to have these events that we're going to invite people to come and, and be part of. And um, you you go out and you you pick an area and you envision yourself, you envision your location, et cetera, going out and out and invite these entities in. Okay. So we're wondering if you can do this exact same thing right. to invite Oh. Or, or UFOs or whatever. Yeah. If you get enough people, can you manifest an experience? And bring the energy in. And I, mm -hmm. I did see, I don't remember what documentary it was on, but they, they were talking about, and, th and that's what they did. They would have a group of people that would sit to, to bring in the UFOs and they were kind of documenting that. And that's 
a really great when you guys do that i'd love to to come down if, if one's close and, and just kind of offer my energy to it and, and sit in I, I think that's really exciting and and i wonder you know because <laughs> and we talk about that if my cat sorry the manifesting <laughs> and how we manifest good things coming in so really why couldn't you apply manifestation to something like that and especially if you're sending out that vibe hey we're friendly we're not here to hurt you we just opening up lines of communication i think that's i'm really interested to follow that and, and kind of follow what you guys find out and discover definitely yeah we are going to be posting it on our uh, facebook page with events and stuff and uh i know we're gonna i think we're gonna have one in nina and there's gonna be two other ones as well awesome um, so yeah that'll be coming up this summer and and speaking of since you kind of brought up your your facebook page how do people find you. I know you mentioned you have a YouTube channel. Where do people kind of go to learn and, and communicate? Definitely. We're on almost every social media platform. I mean, we got, we got YouTube back here and we got Facebook down there and okay. wisconsincaps.com okay. uh, all spelled out Wisconsin C-A-P-S okay. cryptids, anomalies, paranormal society. Um, all of our social media is on there. If you search Wisconsin caps, or WI caps on Instagram, uh, Twitter, um, what's it on TikTok? Um, we're on all that stuff. We have our own podcast, Whispers from the Dark. Uh, we uh, interview all kinds of people, like when we go to events and stuff, and you can hear yeah. stories, you can hear more information on our team and stuff like that. Um, and on our YouTube, we have a main show, it comes out once every two months, okay. and it's about an hour long documentary. And we have a mini series called, um, Finding Haydn, which is about all of our Bigfoot research up at the Haydn Adventure. And uh, either in the fall or next spring, we're going to start the episodes on Caps Academy. So, Yeah, that's awesome. And, and it's great. Again, like I said, for people to have these places to go and people that they can trust who, you know, you can clearly see you guys have done the work, you've done the research, you are educated on your topics. And I think that's important to people. They, they want to know that somebody has, has put in that time that it's not kind of a fly by your seat type thing. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, if anybody does have any sightings or needs help with anything or anything, our website, wisconsincaps.com right on the homepage is a link that says report your encounter. And uh, it's all anonymous. You can put as much information or as little if you want to get contacted, if you want us to come out and investigate something, um, you can put your name, address, phone number, everything in there, or you can just write your encounter and share it with us. And um, there's a button that says, I'm you know, willing to share this or I'm not, and we'll keep it confidential or um, we'll share it with people if, um, you know, because the more, the more information out there is better because if somebody's had an encounter in your area, for you know any creature or entity yeah. or something it it helps people to hear those stories so it does and and that's i was going to ask you because i know i've shared some things with you that people have brought to me just looking for clarity and and to help them out but do you so if there is people that are having paranormal things going on or these experiences that they can't explain will you go on site to investigate for people 
We do. Yep. Uh, if if you have something like if you have Bigfoot activity or Dogman or any kind of creature, we'll come out and uh, you know, with your permission, we're not going to show right. up at your house if if you don't want us doing that. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but with your permission, if we you know feel that it's valid and we're going to come out and you know have permission to investigate and and take a look and see if we can help you. Um, and on the paranormal side, if you have stuff going on at your your business or you know house or stuff like that. Um, like I said, we have we have a lot of people on our team that are uh, mediums and empaths and and stuff like that as far as paranormal, um, shaman, um, and and all these different things. And through all of our uh, conventions and conferences and stuff, we have an entire list of people that we can call if our team awesome. can't help you. So right. we have we have a network of of stuff that that we can reach out and and try and help people with. And that's great to be able to come in. Cause I know even different paranormal groups that I've reached out to, sometimes they don't want to travel that far. Sometimes they don't have the resources or they don't have the networking of, of getting in other help. So I think that's really great. And I really just want to stress it to the listeners of how valuable having that network is. Uh, the fact that you guys are, are willing to travel because to me, that really tells me as much as, as you want to learn and you want to find and identify these things, but you're also there to help people, to help mm -hmm. educate people, to help people not be afraid of what they're experiencing. That's definitely a big part of it. You know, um, all of our, our stuff, you know, our, our you know, um, the back of the van, everything, it says research, educate, investigate. Yeah. And then our logo, um, because that's, that's important, you know, because some of this stuff, you know, like your, your clock flying off the wall, for example, you know, right. maybe it is paranormal, maybe it's not, right. yes. but, um, our team can come in and, and help you decide that as well, you know, and, 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 you know, maybe it's, maybe it's your grandmother or something, just trying to get your attention, you know, that right. she's still here and, and cares or, or whatever the case may be. And maybe it's a loose nail. Or, right. or something, but we can help you unbiasedly come in and look at those situations and say, you know, you don't have to worry because this, this, or that, you know, it doesn't have to be a scary experience to have these right. things. A lot of the time they just want to be acknowledged right? You know, and, and that's it. And, you know, like you said, we do travel the entire state of Wisconsin. Um, we've done work in Illinois and upper Michigan, Michigan, Minnesota. Um, as long as we can get there, uh, we'll, we'll go. We've gone all the way out to Kentucky and Tennessee wow. and um, Pennsylvania. We've okay. done stuff for our, our last season. So, yeah, that's awesome. And I think it's really important too, like you said, that people understand, because I know sometimes I get frustrated when I'm watching paranormal shows where maybe somebody scratched or and right away it's, oh, they're evil or, oh, this is bad. And, and, and granted you have good and bad people, you have good and bad spirits, but a scratch doesn't always mean maybe they just, hey, 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 and then they finally exert that energy and it comes out as a scratch and they're like over on the other side going, oh, crap, I didn't mean to do that. And you're freaking out. And I know I've dealt with like children who have had experiences. And I, I remember talking to one child who was telling me they couldn't sleep in their room. And I said, well, what's what's going on? And they said, well, I was trying to sleep and my door would not close all the way, but it was like, it would wiggle kind of thing. And I said, okay, well, well, what happened? And they said, well, at first I thought maybe it was one of my cats and they sat up and they looked and there was no cat there. And I said, okay, I said, well, then what did you do? And they said, well, I said, please stop doing that. You're scaring me. 
And I said, that's really good. I said, what happened? They said, well, they stopped. And I said, okay. And I said, well, well, then what? Well, then they said, you know, they were able to fall asleep. And then a little bit later, they said they woke up and they said, you know, like when mom or dad comes in to wake me up at night, like you can just tell if somebody walks into your room. Mm -hmm. And they said they felt like somebody was in their space that was their bedroom. And they rolled over and they saw like the shadow of a man standing there. And I said, okay, so well, what, what happened? And they said, well, at first I didn't roll over all the way. And then when I rolled over and I like blinked to look, they said the person looked at them and then just disappeared. And I said, okay, I said, well, let's, let's think about this because they were, they were kind of scared. And I said, if it was somebody that wanted to hurt you or didn't respect your space, they wouldn't have stopped when you set up your boundary of please don't do this because you're scaring me. I said, and, and maybe they were just curious about what you were doing because when you woke up and you saw them, instead of them rushing towards you or making themselves look bigger, mm -hmm. they stayed still and they disappeared. And so, you know, I, I talked to the child about, okay, this is your space. Let's set up some rules. Let's set up some boundaries. What can we do? And, and the child did that and, and hasn't had any more experiences. But now that could have been taken a completely different level with that child had it not been somebody educated in spirits where then that child would have been afraid of having those experiences. So that's what I love about the educating part and about you guys being willing to go in and talk to people and, okay, well, let's look at it from this perspective. You know, they're, they're not necessarily clawing at you. Maybe they just want to be like, Hey, hello, or, <laughs> you know, something like that. So, and, and I, I just think that's, I just think that's great. And I really appreciate that about your team. And even the openness when I had first met you guys down at that event and, and talked to one of your other teammates, just how open you guys are to really any, any craziness that, I mean, my story was pretty crazy and, and they really were like, oh yeah, that's really interesting. So it's, it's nice to have that. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like, you know, I can't go out and I, first of all, I'm never going to tell you that, you know, what I've experienced is a Bigfoot. You know, I'm, I'm never, that's, that's up to you. Right. You weren't there. You didn't see anything. I've had my personal experiences and I can, you know, justify that to myself because I was there, yes. but I'm never going to tell anybody that. And on the same side, I'm never going to go up to somebody and say, well, I've experienced Bigfoot, but I don't believe your, your story about right. meeting, you know, the fairies or a UFO or, right. I mean, there are some people who, you know, make stuff up or for attention or mental illness or something yes. and they've had these experiences, but I don't know that going in. Right. And you've, you've done this whole investigation and talked to them on a deeper level and everything. You don't, you don't have that understanding and I'm never going to go up to someone and say, well, that was bull crap, you know, right. um, because I don't know. I've experienced a lot of things and I've seen things and that I still can't explain. Right. And it is not my position to tell you that Bigfoot's real, but your fairy or UFO encounter isn't. You right. didn't see anything walk out of a portal or, you know, come through yes. your wall or, you know, standing in your bedroom at night. That's, that's, you know, I, I believe you. I, I, I believe you with a grain of salt and, and that's your experience. And I document that. Right. And I add it to the list because now when, when I, I hear the story once, hmm, okay, you know, yep. hear it again and you go, Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. You know, that these two people saw something that looks the same and it acted the same. Huh. 
and then you get a third person or you hear it on another podcast or, you, well, these people didn't talk to each other. Right. And, and right. then you don't get those stories unless you ask and then you're open. Because if you say you, you shut someone down and you say, okay, cool. Thank you. You know, mm -hmm. and you don't dig deeper and say, well, what did you have for breakfast? Did, right. did you clean up sleep the night before? Did you, did, does it run in your family? Like you said, and all yes. these really, I mean, people look at me like, you know, they come up and tell me they saw a UFO and then they look at me because I'm crazy because I'm asking these follow-up questions. Right. <laughs> I love it. What color was the light? What color, which way did it spin left or right? And, yes. you know, all this stuff. And, but you don't find those weird little connections unless right. you start asking these other questions. No, I, I and that's wanna... that's funny. I like because I can just imagine and and knowing how people talk and them looking at. I think maybe some of it too is that they're shocked that you're like believing them, but then asking those follow up questions. I think that just supports more too that you believe what they're telling you. Mm -hmm. I did want to touch on your your um uh, the the spirit side of that. You know the yes. the interaction and in that um with with getting over that um. If I don't want to give anything away, but if you've seen the new Ghostbusters movie, Ghostbusters, yes, I have, Life, yes, and the whole Phoebe and family storyline yes. that takes place in there with the activity that goes on with that is a very good example of you don't know what it is until right. you get to that point. And yeah. um, people who have seen the movie and you understand Phoebe and, and her mom and the right, house the and, stuff and the yes. activity that they had. Um, a lot of people can take that to their own home and say, well, you know, this, this could be the same situation of just trying to get that attention and, and help. And, um, if you haven't seen the movie, I, I highly suggest going out and seeing it. It's very good. It's very, fantastic. Oh my God. Yeah. And there's um, not a lot of sequels that you can say that about. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I, we watched it too, and then right away, my kids are like, "Can we buy this one?" They, I mean, it's a good, it's well done. It's it's a very good movie, and, I think and I've you're seen right. It seven times now, really. yeah, I know, me too, <laughs> <laughs> me too, and and I think that's a great point. And and my kids and I have actually talked about that aspect of the movie and and what comes in there and that connection because, and they'll even say. Oh, well, mom, that's kind of like, and something that we've experienced, you know, mm -hmm. as a family and, and they're able to put that together. So I, that's a great point to bring up. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Mm -hmm. And I know, so you talked about events and, and some events that are, you guys are doing. So where can people go to find you? Where will you be throughout the state? Definitely. Uh, we're all over the place. Um, so our next events coming up, uh, you can go to our website, wisconsincaps.com. And uh, there's a public events tab. Uh, okay. We do paranormal tours of the Gainers Tavern, which is actually currently Bean Snappers. Um, oh. It is closed when on Sundays when we do the tours, but we we take you in and do public investigations of the paranormal. Um, they're about one Sunday a month uh, right now. Uh, until they start getting booked up, we'll add more. But otherwise, uh, we will be at the Solon Synergy Expo on April 9th and 10th in Janesville. I will be at the Hodag Heritage Days on May 21st in Rhinelander, Wisconsin. Uh, we have the Marinette Menominee Bigfoot Paranormal Convention on June 4th in Menominee, Michigan. And uh, we will be at your event in yes. uh, 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 Butternut, Wisconsin, correct? I know, in, uh, yes. June 25th. No, that's, and and I hope people come out. And, and I think it's a great resource that you have that listed because I know for me, even 
in my abilities, trying to find a support group or people like-minded. And now with, with having the internet and having these things, people really can go on there and say, oh, they're close to me. I can get out. I can share. I can and network. Just meeting people that understand. Definitely. Yeah. That's, that's one of the best parts of going to these events and even the, you know, the, the TV personalities and stuff, you know, like, excuse me, like, you know, the ghost hunters, uh, finding, yes. but all these people, you can meet them at these conventions, yes. everybody that you've seen on TV. If you, you know, go to the conventions, websites and stuff, they're, they're out there. And it's very surprising how open and, you know, all the people that I've talked to, I mean, even, you know, as, as a fan or as a researcher or whatever, you can go up and ask them questions and, yes. and they're very, very down to earth. They're not like your, you know, movie stars and stuff that just don't right. have time for you or whatever. They're, oh, you saw what, you know, and, and they want to talk to you because yes. this is what we do, this is, you know, we, we can't research, we can't investigate, we can't educate unless we get that information. So everybody that I've met in any of these fields is, is way more, you know, tell me your story, you know, and, and, and a lot of the times this is actually why, um, for whispers from the dark, our podcast, uh, we're going to all these events, you know, out of state in Kentucky and Tennessee, and people want to come up and tell me their experience with Bigfoot. And well, he was right down the road. I, I can't drive down here to look for him, Yeah. but you talk into this microphone and I will share it on the show for people who can. Yes. And um, going into you know our podcast and stuff, and and taking this on the road with with stuff now, I feel like this is something that I can do to help the research and and the the community in that because now I can't do anything with your story. I'm sorry. I, I care, right. but right. it doesn't help my research any. But by sharing it on our show and and letting other people listen to it, I can help other people hear the story and and help their research. So. Yeah, and I think that's that's one great thing about the technology is it's easier to document and you can document it in somebody's own voice. So it's not you mm -hmm. translating out their story because that's, mm -hmm. you know, when we're writing down someone else's story, even though we try to be objective, we might inadvertently, you know, change wording or something. So this gives them a voice for their story. And that's why I'm super excited to have you come up to butternuts i mean we're this small town but to me it was it was really important because having moved here and same thing you you get out you know you're in the bars you're talking to people and these experiences when they're more freer in an environment to share people have them and even like and again i hope my husband's not listening but i was <laughs> talking to him because he's had experiences and i'm like when we have this event, you have to go talk to Barnaby. You have to tell him what happened. And he's like, oh, I, I, I'm like, no, you could do it. You don't have to use your name. You can just tell him. And he's like, I don't know. He's like, is that like Crime Stoppers? Because that's not always anonymous, he says. And I'm like, no, you really, you know, but getting people to share. Because I think within a community, if people realized how many people had similar things or maybe one night somebody's like, I heard this strange noise and this was going on, but somebody else has an experience a couple blocks over that ties into that and it creates a bigger picture. And, and I think that's so important. And up here too, just, it's a very big 
you know, Native American community. And there's so much that goes along with that and experiences that I find even closer to the reservation, things that, that they're experiencing. So I'm, I really hope people come and talk to you and, and come and share those experiences. Along the lines of the, uh, you know, sharing experiences and stuff. Also, uh, here's an example. Um, we were up at the Hyden Adventure and we, we saw a UFO. Okay. And um, there's a whole episode of our Finding Hyden about this. And, and it's important because we saw this thing go across the sky and we're like, what is this? You know? And so we called up the neighbors of the property and said, does anybody have a drone? Did anybody, you know, it's not an airplane. What right. is this? Oh no, we didn't launch a drone. Nobody has a drone, blah, 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 blah. So we looked into this. We talked to people about drones. We did this. And this is all in the episode. You know, we went through this whole process and then the neighbor guy comes over and he, he was having a 4th a of July festival and stuff over there that weekend. Um, so, but it, it wasn't, you know, fireworks or anything like that. And um, we uh, did all this work for it. And the neighbor comes over and he goes, we didn't set off a drone or a firework, nothing, but we set off a Chinese lantern. Oh, oh now you right. tell us, you know, yeah. <laughs> we go through the whole episode because it's important, you know, yes. um, to, to say that, you know, I saw a UFO. Well, now if you tell your neighbor that, you know, because some of this stuff is very, you know, scary for people, you know, I, I had this activity, I, I heard something moving in the woods, you know, blah, blah, blah. But you don't know that your neighbor was out chasing a cat that night. Right. Or, you know, you don't know that somebody set off a Chinese lantern, you know, for as much as these things could be unknown or paranormal, it may have a normal explanation that you're not right. going to know unless you put the story out there. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's important both ways to look at it that, you know, you, you have com um, confidence, you have confirmation yes. that is weird and someone else has seen it. And then you get to share your story that way as well with another person, or you get to, you get to um, disprove it and discredit it and, and have that validation of I'm not crazy. It was just the Chinese lantern, you know? Right. So, and that's, that's a great thing, too, of being willing to explain and put the information out no matter how it occurred. You know, and like for us, too, it, it was kind of a similar circumstance. We moved into uh, my husband's family home and we started having like I'd come down in the morning and all the bottom cabinets downstairs would be open. And I'm like, what's going on? Like. I mean, and I know things go on in, in my house, but I'm like, uh, you know, I'm a medium. I'm not picking up on anything like what's going on. And of course, it's freaking out my kids because they'll go into the bathroom at night and the cabinets are open. And so it's like, what what is going on? Well, it took probably about two weeks to figure it out, but it was the cat. The mm -hmm. cat, because it was different type of cabinets than we had in our old house she could open the cabinets so she <laughs> would go around and open the cabinets and, and you know but again if i wasn't open to the truth just really wanting to know not wanting it to be paranormal not not really caring either way being open to whatever it was i could have easily been like oh man somebody call you know somebody there's it's crazy no it's just it's just my cats. <laughs> so, yeah. And the, the cool thing about that is, is when you can debunk stuff and disprove stuff, it yes. makes the stuff that you can't even more important. 
you know, for our research, when we go into a a haunted location or something and we can say, well, that was just the wind, that was this, you know, et cetera. But I still don't know what that is. And then you have this new evidence that is, you know, undebunked, can't debunk or, you know, it, it, it is paranormal. And then that's, you know, that's what our team does. We go in and look for those things because, you know, we believe, we all believe, but we're skeptical believers. You know, yes. we're not going to say everything is a ghost. Everything is Bigfoot. Everything is whatever. You have to disprove in order to have that, you know, unrefuted evidence. Absolutely. And that, that builds the credibility for you and your team, at least in my perspective. That's what I would want if I was looking to bring somebody in to get help or a professional opinion on something. So I, I even as not, if I was outside of this community, would just be appreciative of that fact. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I have really appreciated you being here today, Barnaby. I've learned a lot. I think our viewers have learned a lot. It's to me, it's also exciting because I find it also fascinating and just, I could sit here and talk to you about it for hours and and your wealth of knowledge. So I really, I do. Thank you so much for your time today. And before, before we quick go, if you want to, again, just tell everybody your website again, real quick and where they can find you in case they missed that earlier. Definitely. Uh, Wisconsin spelled out W Wisconsin, Wisconsin caps, <laughs> C-A-P-S um, dot com. All of our social links are on there, our YouTube. Um, and if you can't remember that, either W-I-C-A-P-S or Wisconsin caps on everything, TikTok, YouTube, everything. That's and, and I do. I hope everybody reach out, reach out to Barnaby. If you guys have stories um, anything that, that you want to share. Yeah. Just, just reach out if images, I mean, I have sent Barnaby so many images going, what do you think? I mean, really they're fantastic. So we are going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, you guys are just stuck with me, but thank you so much, Barnaby again for joining us and I'll talk to you you soon. Yep. Bye. A certified spiritual life coach, animal communicator, past life regression, and a psychic medium. This is Charlie Lynn. Charlie Lynn and Chat with Charlie work with you to bring communication and understanding from spirit to those looking to gain insight. Charlie Lynn's spiritual journey has brought her to you, so take advantage and contact Charlie Lynn today. Book a reading, indulge in some Reiki work, or take the next step in your life with some spiritual life coaching. No matter, Charlie Lynn is here to help you. Search Chat with Charlie on Facebook. That's Chat with Charlie on Facebook. Everybody, welcome back. I whew, can't believe we made it through an hour and a half of the show so far. We haven't broke anything. I really hope that you guys enjoyed our.
certified spiritual life coach, animal communicator, past life regression, and a psychic medium. This is Charlie Lynn. Charlie Lynn and Chat with Charlie work with you to bring communication and understanding from spirit to those looking to gain insight. Charlie Lynn's spiritual journey has brought her to you, so take advantage and contact Charlie Lynn today. Book a reading, indulge in some Reiki work, or take the next step in your life with some spiritual life coaching. No matter, Charlie Lynn is here to help you. Search Chat with Charlie on Facebook. That's Chat with Charlie on Facebook. Welcome back again. I actually, I think it's kind of funny because we've had a couple extra breaks, which I kind of think is fantastic because my advertisement's running. So I don't mind if it gets popped in there a couple extra times because Todd did a fantastic job with it and I'm excited for that. But I am glad you guys are back. And like I was saying, I really hope that you enjoyed our time talking to Barnaby. Uh, He's just got so much knowledge. And like I said, it's it's really a topic I could talk about all day. Thank you everybody for the, the wonderful comments. Hi, Tara, Lori. I, I appreciate all you guys tuning into us. So I'm really, I am thankful to have had this opportunity to spend time with you guys today on School Through Spirits. And I just, I am, I am just so humbled to have this time to reach out to you, to have the opportunity that Dayette gave me and, and to have such an amazing guest for my first time, you know, being on the show, I really, I really am. And, and so I'm just very humbled. If you were not able to meet, you know, watch the whole show, the interview and the discussion, I hope later today you'll jump back in and really listen to what Barnaby had to say, the information he brought in. And I hope somewhere, you know, maybe you can kind of store that information in the back of your head. I know it's nice if if people are maybe telling stories or, or coming up with things where they need a resource that you could be like, oh, wait, I remember I was watching this crazy lady on day at show one day and you really should talk to Barnaby. So just he's just fantastic. Before we do go, though, I was going to pull some cards. I know Dayette kind of pulls some cards for everybody and and just kind of give you guys a basis for the week and some inspiration, a little clarity. So I'm hearing five, so I'm thinking that maybe we should pull five cards. And the deck that I'm going to use today is the Sacred Forest Oracle. Uh, it's a new deck that I, I got actually not that long ago, but it, it's kind of turned into my my favorite deck. Oh, thank you, Barnaby. I see Barnaby just popped up in the comments where you guys can check him out at and, and the team and, and all their fantastic resources. So thank you for posting that, Barnaby. All right. So this is the deck I'm, I'm going to be using, Sacred Forest by Denise Lynn. And we're going we're gonna to pull five cards. So I think we're just going to go, go with these five. All right. All 
All right, here we go. So if there's something you want clarity on, maybe you want to pick all five cards. Maybe you don't want to pick any because I might be crazy, so you might not want to listen to them. Or you might want to pick number three, however you feel. First card, and I'm kind of laughing at this because I feel like spirit's kind of coming in and being cheeky, is a leadership, right? And for me, when I when I look at this card, it's not just about our regular leadership of being a leader, setting an example. But to me, it's also having that pride in your day-to-day life, being willing to put yourself out there because that's what leaders do. You put yourself out there for people to come to for help, for people to follow your example. There's so many different roles that leaders are called into. And so I feel like if, if you've kind of been struggling with where do I step in with something? Where do I go with something? I'm not sure if I should take the lead on this or exert yourself more. Really, I feel like spirit is coming in and, and supporting you and saying, yes, be a leader. Be willing, hello, to go out and be that example. And, and that's kind of how I feel spirits pushed me lately too. Yes, and Tara, that is a great point. She says, in a wolf pack, the leader isn't the first wolf in the line. They're not. You can lead from anywhere you are. I love that, Tara. That is great information and, and definitely important to, to put out. You don't have to be at the top to be a leader. You can. And, and I love that. Lead from where you are in your life with what you know. Be a support. Okay, card number two. I love this. Happiness. So we got the bluebird. Well, not really a bluebird. I don't know what kind of bird that is. But talking about happiness, and and I like this card because it's representing spring. It's also representing change and and allowing for things to to come in, and and being open is what I think of when I see that picture. Because to me, spring is about opening up, and so be willing to receive happiness. Some of us hold back our own happiness because we just don't feel deserving or we might not that we don't feel deserving, but we might feel like somebody's putting us on a pedestal when they're giving us compliments or when we're allowing ourselves to do something that makes us happy. Allowing yourself to be happy is not selfish. Allowing yourself to be happy is okay. Accept those things that make you happy. Allow yourself to be mindful of those things that make you happy. And, and let it come into your life. Just accept accept that happiness. Be present in that moment. And I think that's an important lesson because a lot of times, even like when we're working to achieve something or when something does come in to make us happy, we allow it to be a fleeting feeling. Really hold on to that happiness. That's okay. Keep that. Carry that with you. Card number three, the wolf spirit, family. And, and I think this is great, even looking at the conjunction of, of the other cards that we have. What's, you know, that role in that family, being a leader, allowing that happiness in with our family network. But family is more than blood. You know, family is not just who you're married to, who you're related to, who is in your genetic line. I look at my network of friends, the people that are very close to me. 
and like Dayette, Dayette's like family to me. There's people that I've gone through classes with who are fellow students who are like family to me. I would fight for them like I would fight for my kids or my blood family. And so allow yourself to have that network, allow yourself to have that support, realizing that just because you're blood related to somebody doesn't have to make them part of that family network. It's okay to set to set boundaries around blood family and, and non-blood family, but it's it's also important to allow, hi Alexa, allow other people to come in, allow them to support us and allow them to be part of our family unit. And so I, I think really spirits coming in and there's some people that need to hear that it's okay to bring in other people into your family network and to maybe remove some people and set boundaries around some family that are not fostering your best you, that maybe are causing some undue stress. It's okay. All right, so we are on number four. This is a good one. Truth, right? Can you guys see that? And I love this card because it encompasses so much. You know, we see we see the woman standing there and truth is really both about ourselves. And then, you know, we have the, the raven sitting there and about the truth coming in. And so I feel like spirits coming in and saying, and, and this goes back to what we were talking about with being mindful and self-care, being truthful, truthful with yourself about what you need within your life, being truthful with what you want to come in, what you want to let go and, and allowing that vulnerability, but also being open, open to hearing the truth, to receiving truth. Okay. Cause it can come in in a lot of different ways. And so there is that vulnerability in truth, there's that vulnerability in, in being exposed, but I think we need to be willing to allow the truth, accept the truth. And then, and then depending on, on what's going on, then, then looking back at being in alignment and once the truth is revealed and things are open and clear for us, how can we move with that? Okay. Ooh, focus. I like it. Wizard of the Woods, focus. And I just love these cards. To me, they're just, I don't know. I think these cards are just beautiful. So when I look at, at focus, and I really feel like spirit is bringing in uh, cards today that kind of go off of the topic of what we were talking about earlier, but focus. So when we're sitting down and, and we're trying to determine our self, our goals, what we need to be in alignment with, what we're trying to manifest for ourselves, there has to be some focus in our initiative, in our planning when we're being mindful. So if we're, you know, you can't sit down and try to be mindful and your thought process is all over. So it requires focus. Maybe your focus needs to be on self. Maybe if you're trying to get in alignment, your focus needs to be elsewhere but you need to bring in that focus. You need to look and pinpoint those things to pull it all together. So I think spirit's really coming in and saying, focus is an important part of that journey. Focus is an important thing that we have to pull in. So if you picked number one, 
We were talking about leadership. Number two was happiness. Number three was family. Number four, where's my camera? There it is. Truth. And number five, focus. And I feel like I need to pull one more card, which is from my very favorite deck. Because I feel like, I don't know, maybe somebody needs a little more clarity. Maybe somebody didn't hear what they need to hear. But I feel like something else needs to be said. So I'm going to pull a card from, this is Colette Bolin-Reed, from the Spirit Animal Oracle, which is also a deck I use very frequently. So. And this one is the electric eel spirit. And it talks about bringing your ideas to life. And, and again, I mean, you can't make this stuff up. Spirits really pulled in, in cards that have talked about everything that they wanted me to talk about in the beginning, supporting our ideas, bringing that manifesting because we can, we can manifest, we can make, even when you feel like there's no choices that can be made you still have choices. You might not like them, but that's helping you manifest. That's helping you bring things to fruition and bringing things that you feel are in alignment with what you need into the physical. So spirit doesn't lie. They know what they're talking about. Even if we don't always listen, which I'm a little guilty of. Okay. So before we, we leave, we got a couple more minutes together, and I kind of want to talk about what is going on on WLTKDB for the rest of the week. They got a lot of fantastic programming, and I know they're always looking to add. They're always looking to, to add to the Let's Talk Radio and their platforms. They're all over the place. You cannot ask to work with better people. Um, I mean, Todd, he's just, he's amazing. He's great to work with this. Really, it's, it's been a fantastic experience. I just can't say that enough. So if you are on the fence about how do I get out there? What do I need to do? Here it is, people. WLTKDB, Let's Talk Radio. Call them. So programming lists for this week, Monday, which is today. You have Be the Change at 8 p.m. Tuesday, Paranormal Pete at 10 p.m., which is a show I wish I could stay up later and I really should go back and, and listen, you know, when I'm awake because I'm old. I go to bed early. I get up early. I, I really don't sleep. But that's that's a show that I think would be exciting. All these shows would be exciting to check out. But that's one that I really got to I got to get on my list. Wednesdays, they got two great shows, The Psychic Hour at 3 and Over the Target at 8. Thursday is Realm of Darkness at 7 p.m. and the Afterlife Chronicles at 8. And there's really a whole realm of different topics and different avenues and aspects of things to hear and educate yourself on and network. And if you're interested in it, you're probably going to find it on WLTKDB. So really check out their programming, check out their site. They're on Facebook. They're all over. Next week, you guys are lucky. Dayette's coming back. You don't have to hang out with me anymore, although I've had fun and I've appreciated it. But Dayette will be back next week 
on School Through Spirit, and her guest is Greg Backen. And I hope I'm pronouncing your last name right, Greg. I'm sorry if I'm not. Uh, he is a paranormal investigator, radio host, and filmmaker. So, again, if you are really if you're interested into anything paranormal, this would be a great show to to tune into and start listing out resources. You know, because there's so many resources that are brought up during all these shows. And, and great people to check out. So I hope you tune in next week with Dayette. I know I'm a few minutes early, but I think I'm going to, I'm going to head out guys. I, I really, again, appreciate your time. Tune in next week with Dayette. Thank you. And I'll see you guys another time.